Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayesh, Shir number 291. Very often married couples get scared or discouraged or um, disillusioned when they see that there are conflicts between themselves and their wives or husbands that seem not solvable. But according to the relationship expert and researcher, Dr. John Gottman, 69% of problems in a relationship are what he calls unsolvable. That is not a bad thing. Contrary to public opinion about it, it is not a bad thing. So when you first come to that realization about your husband or about your wife, that there's certain issues in the relationship that are not solvable, don't let your heart be discouraged. Realize that it's a very normal thing uh, because there's very often in a relationship where there are differences in perspective and personalities and certain even hashkafas, and it won't magically go away. It can't easily go away. Things aren't easily going to change, but that is not a bad thing. It actually could be a point of tremendous growth and love and connection. But some of these things that are very hard to change is, for example, a wife is laid back with her time, is late for everything. Her husband sees time as money and value, values being punctual and very, very misudic, very organized. Or the husband's an extrovert, wants to socialize at every chance he gets. His wife is an introvert. She needs to be alone to recharge. Or the wife appreciates organization and structure in her living environment. But her husband doesn't feel the same and prefers his own space to be a creative mess. Or the husband feels things deeply and makes his decisions based on what he feels in his heart. While his wife is a thinker and wants to process everything logically before making a decision. These type of differences that we just talked about is what Gottman would see as unsolvable, which means that general klal of it is, is that rather try to fix them, we just simply have to learn how to cope with them. When you bring any two people together, you are going to find long lists of conflict-inducing issues. No matter who you're married to, it makes no difference You'll end up with someone um, that may be messy or may be organized, or you may be married to someone who is great with a budget but has trouble expressing their emotions. Everyone comes with a package, with a baggage. I shouldn't really use the word baggage, but basically comes with a counteractive component to that virtue that you believe they have. And the marriages that are successful, and remember this, because people, again, get very disillusioned and discouraged when they see these differences, but that doesn't hurt a marriage. Marriages are successful to the degree that the problems you choose are the ones that you could cope with, and you'll learn to cope with them. And you're going to have a different set of conflicts with each combination of people. And that's why it's an illusion, it's a mistake to say, when you marry this particular husband or wife and say, oh, if I would have married somebody else, it would have been better, 
Very often, it's simply that if you marry that somebody else, that particular aspect that's that's disturbing you will go away, that particular issue, but another one crops up. Because everyone has their holes, everyone has their issues. But here's the important thing about this. There's a big difference between an average conflict of what we could learn to cope with in a relationship or as opposed to major character flaws where you just can't let go and you really need to um, get help or get your husband or wife to get help with this and you can't just let it slide. So what are we talking about here? When is it where we say it's unsolvable and therefore cope with it and work with each other on it, but don't expect to change the person. And when is it with, no, it's not the way it's supposed to be and something has to change. What's the difference? And the answer is, there's a big difference between coping versus the character of the person. So for example, you have a right as a wife to expect your husband to take responsibility for his heart and his mind to stay away from pornography, as an example, to stay away from lustful, unhealthy thoughts about thinking about anyone else on the streets and things like that. A wife has a right to expect that of her husband. But you cannot expect him to change his overall personality and make him into an extrovert when he's an introvert if he's not wired that way. Okay, he could learn to be a little more outgoing, but he will not change his overall personality. So that is a very key factor. You could expect honesty from your wife in what she's doing. You could expect honesty when you're interacting with your wife. You want her to be honest with you. And both, but two-way relationship, you're honest with her. She's honest with her, with you. But a husband cannot expect a wife to stop being so structured or so organized because me, my, the husband, is not wired that way and I want it more relaxed. doesn't work that way. That's a conflict that needs coping rather than trying to fix the person. You cannot fix the person. So again, when it comes to character traits, of course, there's always room for improvement. And that is something that you don't necessarily accept and you work through it. And then there's other things where you need to simply accept and learn how to cope with better. One way to deal with conflict is to see it as an opportunity. Now, no one likes conflict, or very some people do thrive on conflicts, actually, but many people don't. But when it does occur, it's a price we pay to get even deeper level of intimacy. I heard Nebuch someone say, that when he was 14 years old, his parents put, you know, sat him down and told him that they were getting divorced, and he was totally shocked. And it, his life spinned out of control afterwards for a while until he got therapy and got back to himself. And why was it like that? Because he never saw a fight. Everything was so... They hid it from him, and they kept it very calm and very peaceful, but the relationship was not there. There was no 
communicating in healthy ways. But he didn't realize it because there was no fighting and they were at least sort of cordial to each other. So when he was told that they they were getting divorced, his parents, he was in total shock. But conflict in a marriage is not necessarily unhealthy. Sometimes it's even healthy in front of the kids even. Now you don't lay out your laundry husband and wife in front of the kids with everything that you're disagreeing about. But in certain normal situations that come up and they're by a table and they're having a meal, whatever it is, and the husband says something and the wife says, well, I disagree and I think we should do it this way. Sometimes it is healthy for the children to witness this and see how they resolve their difference and come to a conclusion. That is part of a healthy chinuch. Sometimes the way to make the most of a conflict is you prepare for it, meaning that you realize that it happens in life and you don't feel shocked when it does happen. Also, whether the conflict is already happening or didn't happen yet, you still make time to think ahead and say to yourself, there may be a conflict up, coming up, but right now I'm going to make the time to connect for a few minutes a day, a few minutes every, you know, every morning, meaning conversation, every, meaningful conversation every day, asking each other questions, making a point to be interested with the answers and being attentive to the answers of these questions, to be deliberate in finding a way to serve your husband or wife, using physical touch, like we say, holding hands, unexpected kisses, non-sexual, arm around the soldier, soldier, hands on the back as you're passing by, to show your affection, your love, spend time frequently to get away, to focus on your connection, take part for fun activities, to build your relationship, and words of encouragement throughout the day, write notes to each other, thoughtful gifts from time to time. That's called... Again, what John Gottman says, your emotional account being filled up. And therefore, when you're, it fills up like that with all these things, when a conflict does occur, you could withdraw from that account, right? Meaning it's, it's, it's a normal thing. And, you know, but you have that love and that connection behind it so that the conflict doesn't shake you. And not to be afraid of it. Not to avoid it when it's unhealthy to avoid it. Many of us are people pleasers and we'd rather stay quiet than upset someone. Or maybe, you know, people don't have an energy for controversial interaction when it, and sometimes it is necessary. Now, yes, in Chazal, very often it says, right? It says, The Chazal encourage being quiet and letting things pass by. And that's a good idea in many aspects of marriage where if it's a hot, heated moment and one of them is very upset, the other one decides they'll be quiet until the storm passes, and that's the right advice at that point. But at some point in time when it, it things calm down and it's a type of a issue that it wasn't just like, you know, okay, it was a minor thing that was said that shouldn't have been said. I was just tired and just let it go. Sometimes, let's say it's a real disagreement or a decision that they have to talk to one another about. So after they calm down, then don't be afraid of it and talk to each other about it and try to help each other with it. There are some people that are avoiders. They don't want to deal with issues so instead of facing it, they avoid it. 
And um, if it's avoidance helps when the situation has nothing to do with you. Avoidance helps when you know it's just a short-term thing. You know, your spouse is in a very bad mood today, barely got sleep. So then, you know, you realize that a lot of things is that's being said now is because of tiredness and being upset, which makes sense. So then being quiet at that point is not called avoiding. It's just common sense that you wait until your husband or wife gets in more sleep and feeling a little better so they could talk to, about the problem in a in a more calm way. But when you're avoiding long-term on a real issue, that's not a healthy thing. Then there's accommodators. That's a, a, a less than avoiders, less passive. They engage in a conflict, but they sacrifice themselves always instead of finding the middle ground. Now, we talked a lot in the past in feedbacks about Vitter, about, about over, being Mavater and being Mavra Amidaisav. Now, one of the most beautiful things in Chazal also is being Mavra Amidaisav is to not go according to the din, but allow to, 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 to give up and compromise and give to the other. So Mavra Amidaisav is a beautiful, beautiful Mida. But even there, there's a point where there is a legitimate need, it has to be expressed in a normal way, and there has to be a discussion to resolve that. Then some people compromise. They're willing to meet in the middle. Some people, uh, um, you know, are competitive, and they enjoy being assertive. They enjoy being aggressive. So each of these conflict styles has their pluses and minuses, but what you do is you try to learn between your husband and wife What's the healthiest way for them to approach conflicts? Not to avoid it, but to deal with it. And the way you deal with it, each couple finds their unique way in dealing with it. And sometimes the conflict has to blow over a little bit, and then the other person's willing to listen. Sometimes conflicts could also be resolved by empathizing. You know, when you have that conflict and you still in, don't give in to that heat of the moment, but just take a step back and realize, hey, wait a minute, let me see it from the other person's eyes. I'm not happy that they're upset at me, but let me just try to understand why they're upset at me. Let me try to put myself in their shoes. Another healthy way of, of um, dealing with conflict is to set boundaries, rules of engagement to make them safe and secure when they're conflict, when they're having a conflict. So you make up, you make these rules. You don't walk out on each other. You don't leave in the middle of an argument. You try to seek a resolution before moving on to the next thing. Certain boundaries and limits. And every couple has a different way of handling those, those ways of doing it. And also getting to the root of it. A conflict resolution also helps by getting to the root of it. For example... If all of a sudden a husband is picking an, on his wife that her, the house is messy about this and that, he has to think deeply into himself. Why is he doing this? Is he really upset about the mess? Usually it's not. Usually it's because maybe he felt overworked, a very long day, felt unappreciated, and it's coming out with this annoyance of why you're so messy today. So very often with these conflicts, it's usually not about the actual thing that's going on, but there's something underneath it as well. And that is something that could also be resolved and 
figure it out because most of the time what's on the surface of the conflict is not really what the conflict is about. It's usually something more underlying and then if you look into it, you realize that. So I'll give one last muscle over here of what I mean is very often, um, here's an example. If Nebuch, you had a, a wife that when she was young, as a young daughter, her her parents, her father cheated on his on the mother. The father was always uh, hanging out with other women, wasn't faithful for, to her mother. He wasn't a trustworthy father. Then she ultimately grows up as an adult, gets married to a husband who is the opposite of her father, extremely trustworthy, loyal, ehrlich, and and beyond reproach. But because of her father being the way he was, it triggers her to not trust her husband, even though he be'etzem is trustworthy. So then, in that situation, as an example, so when there's a conflict there in the marriage where the the wife is over obsessive, where were you here? Where were you there? Where were you there? And 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 constantly showing like she doesn't trust her husband. Her husband's getting very upset. Like, what did I do? What I do already for you to think that you know that 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 I'm doing this and that? I mean, I'm I'm being honest with you as much as possible. No matter what I do, you don't trust me. But you know, so there's conflicts here because of that. Then, but when you realize and when you dig deep into it and realize that the source of it is not the husband at all. It's triggering her anytime he goes out, unless, you know, uh, you know, it triggers her to what her father used to be with her mother. When you understand that, that too could help resolve conflicts. Atzlach and bracha.